it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, StudioDNA.media. Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading this episode. This week on the Horror Movie Podcast, producer Phil and I are going to be talking about actually a great movie, not a horrible movie, uh, a very special treat, and that special treat is Mike Judge's 1999 classic Office Space. Phil. It is classic. You and I have never talked about Office Space that much together. I don't know why. We've talked about it more in prep for the show, like just, you know, for like two or three minutes than we ever have. Isn't that weird? Yeah. We both love this movie. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites as well. And we've had weeks. We Phil and I both. The school that I work at, we started back, we had kids. Uh, at school this week, and so it, it's a really hectic week. Phil works at a college, and he had a hectic week, and we decided let's just talk about a movie we love. So if you don't want to hear about Office Spaces, which is actually a great movie, and you really only wanted to hear about you know The Room Two or something, then uh, which is not a real movie, but you can imagine. I wish it I, was. Then I guess don't listen, but you're gonna want to listen because my gosh, Office Space, uh, Milton, uh, not. Uh, not uh, Amir Nasa Naga not gonna work here anymore, and Michael Bolton and the whole crew, uh-huh. uh, Peter, and uh, his neighbor. Now I've not hey, seen this. Peter man. <laughs> I've not seen this movie in about a decade, probably. But before that, I watched it about twenty five times, so I can quote it, but I can't necessarily remember every little scene. Well, let's. So uh, uh, I did I, watch the first half of the movie last night. Okay, but I've watched it very recently. For about the 15,000th time, I own this movie. Let's talk about this first. Um, Office Space's legacy is interesting because it's a cult classic because it only made back about $2 million in the in the theater. Like It was a $10 million budget, uh, made $12 million in the theater. Wow. And But it's considered a phenomenal movie. Well, I wonder because how many, it's beloved by so many people. I bet a lot of people have bought this movie and rented oh, it. Oh, I, I own it. I've owned it twice. Yeah, and I probably I streamed it. I probably you know like the things you do with with movies where oh oh, oh crickets. <laughs> oh, call, we'll take a caller on line one. Uh, uh, we got a caller on line one, Bill. Oh, well, wow. we'll check back there in a bit. 
Um, anyway, so I think uh, the the beauty of this movie is its long term uh, legacy. Isn't isn't it? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Isn't it a little weird that this movie is not huge just because of Jennifer Aniston alone? She well, was, she was the heavy hitter in this. Yes, one. and she is at her. I I don't want to say her peak, but. Friend, friends have been out for five Dude, years, and she this, is great in this movie. Yeah, she was phenomenal in this movie. Like in their fifth season, shouldn't that have garnered some push? Yeah, some traffic to the theater for this movie. It's a little weird. Promote her as as I, I mean, I'm, top I was, of the charts. I'm saying that hypocritically because I did. I definitely did not see this movie in theaters. So do you think? Do you think that? I, I now I need to look at the uh, the British office. When did the British office come out? Oh, The Office? The Office. Um, I don't know. Let me look it up. Let's look that up. Uh, because I would say this, and it depends on what definitely your response inspired. is. Definitely inspired. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely inspired. Um, swing line stapler. You know the swing line stapler that Milton wants, that red stapler? Yeah. Uh, I've always read this, that, that swing line did not make a red stapler. They spray painted like a Bostitch stapler. Uh-huh. Because of this, or they, no, they, spray, they spray painted another type of swing line because they wanted a red stapler to really stick out on film, right? Yeah. Well, then after this movie came out, they started making red staples just because of this movie. You bet they did. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, when did the British Office come out? 2001. So if okay. anything, this movie I, inspired The Office. I think, and, and I've always said this, that this movie, there would, no, there would not be an office without office space i think it set the tone mm-hmm. kind of for that like sarcastic workspace and we've all worked in places yeah where you work with people that uh maybe and maybe you're listening and you are that person so maybe you don't get this uh but maybe you're not but most of us have worked with someone who you just are like they have this character and they're it's like they're playing some sort of character it's like on the office with dwight Schrute yeah. or richard ricky gervais's character on the british office or michael scott on the yeah like every, you, everyone knows a dwight or a michael scott yes absolutely um and so i have uh, uh, always liked that because places i've worked have always had some sort of character that work the places you work with them yeah and this movie has office space has a lot of um wish fulfillment in it like uh, the stuff that especially peter does in this movie is stuff that we all wish we could do to our jobs like just you know just shake a fist and walk out the door type of thing yes and, and he does that yes. and it's, so it's it's very empowering to watch because you're just like dude that is awesome i wish i could do that and jennifer aniston has the same um response because she yeah i guess flips her boss off My, who by the way is played by mike judge Oh, I didn't know that. Our boss is Mike Judge. I did not know that. That's funny. Which is really awesome. Um, well, let's do this. Let's talk about the deets of the movie. It's time. It's time for the deets. The details of the movie. Office Space, directed by Mike Judge. Uh, produced by Daniel Rappaport, uh, who has done uh, King of the Hill as a co-producer. Uh, Fast Lane as a producer. Um... He was the producer on the Office Christmas Party. <laughs> no, the movie Office Christmas Party. Okay, <laughs> I was like, is that a where particular episode? it's a Jason Bateman movie? Is that right? Isn't he in it? Yes, Jason Bateman stars in it with Olivia Munn. Um, anyway, so he's done some stuff like that too, very along those lines. Um, Michael Rot- Rottenberg, who uh, his filmography includes Encino Man as a producer, Son-in-Law as a producer, in the Army now as a producer. Biodome as the producer. 
And then after that, he really picked his game up and went to Beverly Hills Ninja, which I love. <laughs> Chris, yeah, Farley. Chris Farley. And then he did Office Space. Uh, so he's had some interesting ones. Extract. Have you heard of the movie Extract? No. It came out in 2009. Uh, it's a Mike Judge movie as well. Okay. And it's supposed to be a companion piece to the Office Space. Oh, really? It's not near as funny. Okay. Extract's just not near as funny as this. Do you think he struck gold with this? Like, this movie, you're going to get to this, but this movie is based on Milton, which was a SNL yes. uh, short, uh, animated short mm-hmm. type of thing that they ran. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was like in the early 90s. And then like early it was 90s, yeah. almost, almost 10 years later, this movie came out. Yeah. And uh, Stephen Root uh, does a great job of bringing Milton to life. And Stephen Root as an actor is really entertaining to me. Yeah. He's in A Brother Art Thou. Uh, he was oh, in, yeah. uh, he said, radio. what's the name? News Radio? Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah, he wasn't in Boston Comics. He was in news radio. Um, anyway, Stephen Root. Starring a screenplay by Mike Judge, who is a genius, and he is the guy behind King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Pretty awesome. Ron Livingston, who I think is great as Peter. So good. In this movie. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, who looks and is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stephen Root, uh, who again plays Milton. And Gary Cole, who plays Lumber. Yeah, yeah, Peter. <laughs> I'm going to need you to come I'm going to need you to come Saturday. in on Saturday. Yeah. I'll tell you what, come in go ahead Sunday and also too. come in on Sunday, too. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not really. <laughs> Gary Cole is awesome. It's so good. Gary Cole is awesome. Um, music by John Frizzell. Now, you stated this earlier when we were eating lunch that you think this soundtrack is the greatest ever. I love it. It's, what, it's really diverse. Explain to thing. people maybe that are listening in the car and they're bored, so they had to have something to do, so they listen to our show. Explain to them why the Office Space soundtrack makes makes you say that. Um, so there's some gangster rap in it, which is the last... Straight up, guys. Straight up <laughs> gangster rap. Like things we cannot say on the radio. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> there, there's some songs in here that you would definitely not expect from like uh, a bunch of white nerdy guys at a software yes. company yes. Uh, type of thing. Um, the opening scene with them like listening to music in their cars while they're in traffic is is one of the greatest openings to any comedy movie ever, um, and it features some of that great soundtrack. Um, and then like when they're when it's not like um, you know like you know graphic word kind of gangster rap kind of songs. It's just that silly kind of elevator music kind of stuff that it plays is. out in certain scenes yes. and it's so perfect so um, yeah this is great 20th century fox who 20th, 20th century fox uh really man uh king of the hill struck gold with fox uh and this movie again cult classic uh, level stuff uh release date of february 19th 1999 february is a dump month for movies so a lot of times if it's not a romantic movie that mm-hmm. comes out around valentine's day uh studios are just dumping movies that they think well we don't expect anything out of this month anyway, so here you go. It did come out that week, that yeah. week huh? Yeah, it came out uh, then, and so then a uh, budget of $10 million. Uh, you know, an 89-minute runtime, I could have stood for longer on that. Uh, budget budget of a $10 million and a box office of $12.2 million. It only made $2 million at the box office, but friends, it has such a longer... 20 years later. This is basically the 20-year anniversary, 20-year and like 7-month anniversary of, of this movie. 20 years, 6-month? 6-month, 7-month. Seven month, whatever. Who cares? Of uh, this movie, and uh, it's still around, still kicking, still talking. If it's on TV, which it's only really on Comedy Central. Uh, yeah, this movie's yeah. really easy to watch. It's easy to watch. To find, sorry, yeah. I was just saying. If it's that on, I'm watching. I'm watching that thing. So, um, so I, and I told you this, um, but we'll tell the the folks at home. We 
at my new job, which I just started a few months ago, I've been getting to know the guys and kind of getting to know each other's senses of humor. One thing that we all have in common, there's a lot of things that we all have in common, but we have quoted this movie so much over the last couple yes. months. And um, 20 years later, there's a, like one of the guys that I work with is in his 20s. Like he's in his mid twenties, and so like that that shows you how pervasive the reach of this movie is. It's crazy, yeah. Everyone in the office has seen it, and they all quote it. So. Uh, real quick before we get to the first break here, Ron Livingston stars as Peter Gibbons, Jennifer Aniston stars as Joanna, uh, Stephen Root as Milton Wadams, Gary Cole as Bill Lumberg, Lumberg, uh, David Herman uh, as Michael Bolton. He might be my favorite character besides Peter. Wait, Michael Bolton? Are you, are you related Michael to the Bolton. singer? Yeah. Uh, Dietrich Bader as Lawrence, by the way, uh, who is from the Beverly Hillbillies, who is from, um, what's that one TV show that he's in? He's great. Anyway, what he's in, he's got a real deep voice. Hey, Peter, man! Oh, he's kind of the saving <laughs> grace in the movie. Um, John C. McGinley plays one of the Bobs, Bob Slidell. Yeah. And Paul Wilson, who's really funny, plays Bob Porter. Uh, and then just a cast of uh, thousands. Dr. Swanson, uh, Mike McShane, is very underrated in this movie, too. Uh, Steven Orlando plays the recovering uh, drug addict. We'll be right back to talk about Office Space. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we are talking here on the Horror Movie Podcast about Office Space. And it is, in fact, a great movie. We know that. Uh, and if you've never watched it, maybe don't let your kids watch it. But you as an adult can watch it. It is hilarious. There would be no office without office space uh, and we've already talked about the people in the movie producer Phil and I here and we are going to continue on and we're going to talk about the plot of this movie let's do it Phil okay um, so Peter Gibbons in his life he's the main character of this movie he is very frustrated with his life he is in a what he feels is a dead end job he works in a cubicle all day and he's entering code or he's just basically just having a boring life working for Inatech. I have eight bosses, Bob. Eight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eight, eight bosses? <laughs> he works uh, at, in this cubicle, and he works in an office with Samir. Uh, not, not, not getting in a jar. Not, not getting in a jar. Anyway. And then, uh, and, and again, he is annoyed by the fact that no one can produce this movie. He goes, there's his name. Not get into the job. It's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> and then Michael Bolton, who hates his own name because it's the same same name as that no talent hack. <laughs> is what Michael Bolton says. He started winning Grammys. <laughs> and that no talent hack starts winning Grammys. Michael and Bolton. now my name's ruined. Everything was fine through junior high. Well, Michael Bolton is is cool. He is but cool. All right, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, hold on we'll get to this. In a second, By the way, my son Miller is in studio here with us. If you you're listening on the radio, uh, Troy Bolton. Just hold, hold, hang, hang tight. Troy Thanks. Boy. Hang tight. Uh, what, one of the best scenes about Michael Bolton is when uh, Bob John C. McGinley's Bob uh, says, "Like Michael Bolton, I celebrate his entire discography. I but, love him." And you must be a huge fan. <laughs> you, uh, what's your favorite song? <laughs> it doesn't get any better when he sings "When a Man, when a man Loves a Woman." <laughs> You know, I I just can't pick one. Uh, I, I you know I kind of like them all. That doesn't surprise me. I figured you would. Um, so basically, then they have a boss named uh, Bill Lumberg, and Lumberg always has a cup of coffee in his hand. Mm-hmm. He has his suspenders on and his glasses, and he his hair's kind of slicked back, and he comes up, and he basically is like, "Hey, well, Peter, what's going on?" 
Oh, nothing. Uh, just, just working. Um, have you got your TPS reports done? Have uh, because I'm getting some complaints about your TPS reports. Did, I, did you get the memo? Did you, yeah. Did you get that memo? Uh, yeah, we got it. Got it right here, uh, uh, Bill. Uh, I'll, I'll get another I, copy. I just, yeah, I just sl- slipped my mind. Go ahead and make sure we get those TPS reports done. Uh, no later than Thursday at uh, ten o'clock. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get them done. Okay. And so basically, the running gag is the TPS report. Which do we even know what that is? I know. No, I don't, I don't think the TPS so. report must be something to show you're actually working or doing something. So uh, Peter has a girlfriend that we only see at the therapist. Yes, Anne. Anne is her name, uh, and everyone, about five people in this movie, before you actually <laughs> see Anne, say, uh, "Well, he says he says I feel like she's cheating. I feel like she's cheating. I guys, <laughs> I, I just don't know about Anne." I, I think she's cheating on me. And they all go... Yep, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that, Peter. And he's just like, really? <laughs> so anyway, Anne um, talks him into going to a therapist. And when he goes to this therapist... but Actually, but let's go and get to that part first, because the real that's the real change of the movie, is when the therapist uh, comes into play. Right. Um, but he goes. they go to a place called Tchotchkes, right? Or is it Flingers? Uh, they go to yeah, Flingers. Tchotchkes is where she works. Jennifer Aniston works at Tchotchkes. Uh huh. They go. No, they go to Tchotchkes, don't they, they? They go to Tchotchkes to eat, and then he's ta- he can't stop talking about this waitress. So they go to yeah, they go to Tchotchkes to eat, and they just actually it's like ten in the morning, and they're looking to, or like nine in the morning, they're looking yeah, to find a way out of the office. Peter's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. They're like, it's like nine thirty. He's like, we just gotta go. Let's go to Tchotchkes. <laughs> so Tchotchkes is like a Chili's or like yeah. something like that. TJ Fridays, yeah. TJ Fridays. So they go in, and uh, who is it though? Oh, what's his face? The uh, uh, what's the what's the guy's name? Brian. Brian is the guy's name. Yes, that's the uh, the the uh, employee of the month. Employee of the month type guy. And uh, he goes, hey, guys, can I introduce some shrimp poppers or some fajita shooters? <laughs> Which were fajita shooters? Anyway, no, it's just coffee. We just want some coffee. So they said, okay, guys, gotcha. And so um, he's got his suspenders on. He's got a bunch of buttons on. And he looks across, and, and then he, Peter goes, hey, guys, there's that waitress I was talking about. It's Jennifer Aniston. And it's kind of like that uh, she's just so pretty. I, I'm going out with Ann. I don't think I can talk to her. Uh, man, and that's when he talks about he, he thinks Anne's cheating on her, and they're all like, yeah, yeah man, uh, we, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> anyway, so um, then they walk back to their office, and what's the guy's name that comes comes after him? I said his name earlier. So good. Oh, yeah. Um, we got to find his name, because he, he, deserves, he deserves... Uh, gosh, he's the guy that comes up with the jump to conclusions, Matt. Not Bob Porter, not Bob Slidell. Uh, Nina Bryan, Drew, not true. Gosh, Steve, what did, Mike Judge, Jack Betts, no. Lumberg. Simkowski. They call him by his last name. Richard, Simkowski. real, and it's Tom. Tom comes up and goes, guys, have you seen this memo? They're going to downsize. I know I'm going to lose my job. And he's like stressed <laughs> well, to the they're, max. They're bringing, out this, uh, bringing yeah. in this outside consultant, which he automatically has like this purview of like, they're going to fire us all. Yes. Yeah. And they're going to outsource everybody and blah, 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 blah. So, um... They have this conversation, and then they're Dude, set. That, we can't skip over the jump to conclusions. Yeah, that's what we get to. They sit. They finally get back to the office, and they sit down around their cubicle, one one of their cubicles. And he's like, "Oh, guys, these guys. I just wish I could just have a million dollars. Come up with an idea that would make me a million dollars. You know, 
You know, the guy that made the pet rock, he made a million dollars. He came up with a pet rock, and then Michael Bolton's like, pet rock, a million dollars. He made a million dollars. He did. You know, I came up with an idea like that once, and they're like, and they all look at each other like, oh, again, great. What is it? What is it, Tom? Okay, I'll tell you. It's a jump to conclusions, Matt. It's a mat. You put it on your floor, and it has all these conclusions on it, and you jump to the conclusion. Get it? And they're all, and like the the best line is from Michael Bolton. He's just like, that is the worst That's the idea worst I've ever idea. heard. This is horrible. Some of you goes, this is horrible. Um. So then, uh, then they really he goes. I just know Lumberg's gonna ask me to work this weekend. Oh yeah. I just know he's gonna ask me to work this weekend. And then, um, he goes home that night, and he tells that to his neighbor. You find out you meet his neighbor, uh, Lawrence. And Lawrence is a blue collar, uh, working construction if, type if, guy. If you've seen the Drew Carey show, he's one he's of the a, main that, That's the show he's in. Drew Carey. Yeah. Uh, Diedrich Bader is his name. And he's really good. Uh, he's like, uh, hey, Peter, man, boy, come over here, and blah, 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 blah. And so he's like, oh, I forgot about the, uh, Brian at Tchotchkes goes, Huh. Sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> which is the best one of the best quotes ever from from Office and Space. He had just that was the second time he heard it because the secretary also says that to him. Yeah, and then um, oh gosh, who by the way, like every shot of this movie, by the way, that's in the office has this sound in the background. Uh in a tech, in a tech, one moment, please. In a tech, one moment, just please. a moment, just a moment, please. <laughs> Just a moment, please. It's on repeat. Over and yeah. over and over. Anyway, and she also tells him, man, Peter, sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. Mondays. Anyway, so uh, he tells Lawrence, his neighbor, I just know that Lumberg's going to ask me to come in this weekend and work. He goes, just skip out, man. Just skip out. Ten minutes early. Just yeah. slip out of there. No one will even know. And then turn your machine off at home, and you're home free. And he's like, I'm gonna do it. So like, that's a great idea. Then segue to the next next day at the end of the day, and he looks up from his urinal, uh, from his journal, from his from his uh, cubicle, like a you know gopher or something out of a hole. Then, he looks up. The, the the music gets really serious, like it's turned into a horror movie at this point. <laughs> like, he looks up and he sees uh, Lumberg all the way across, and he realizes I gotta get out of here. So he, Lumberg's starting to come out of his office and move. So he tries to download his files or whatever he's doing. Yeah. That's a super old Mac, by the way. Because it had to download files. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old Macintosh. Um, really old Macintosh. And so it's downloading. He's like, come on. Come on. Have you ever done that with something that's saving? Yes. Like, try to hurry it up? Yeah. Come on. And be like, come, come on. on. <laughs> come on. Anyway. Uh, and he gets up, and he realizes it, and he finally saves, and he stands up, turns around and walks, and Lumber goes, hey, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, well, uh, just... Uh, just looking to finish up today. He's like, yeah, well, I'm going to need you to come in, uh, I don't know, about 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. We got had to do some downsizing, so we've got we've to make up some paperwork. Some catch-up to do, yeah. Which is funny that they downsized, and now someone else has to make up the difference. <laughs> and then um, and he's like, yeah, also, I'm going to need you to come in on Sunday, too. Yeah. How horrible would that be? Right? Seven days a week, man. Dude. Some people are working that like that, huh? Yeah. God bless you if you're listening to this and you work seven days a week. Maybe you're an over-the-road trucker and you're just trying to bring home money for your family. Maybe you're a mom working like three jobs, trying to provide for your family. God bless you for you trying, you doing that for them. 
Peter and at Inatech had to work seven days that one week. You you're working seven days all the time. Yeah, Peter's fictional though. Yeah, you are real. You're listening to this. You're real. All right. Anyway, so they uh, basically then he's mad. He Anne has talked him into his girlfriend Anne, who we've not met quite yet. Now we're getting ready to talks him into going to the therapist because he's been so depressed. Hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapist. Yes. And the hypnotherapist uh, is played uh, by uh, Doctor or Doctor Swanson is the guy uh, that, that plays him. And he's a uh, he's a bigger guy, and I've seen him in some other stuff. He's on one episode of Seinfeld that I remember, uh, and he is uh, oh he puts a hex on Kramer. It's like a season nine episode. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, oh it's the it's the one where they go to India. Remember that one that's in reverse. That okay. reverse episode of okay. Seinfeld, yeah, and it's in reverse, and uh, he's in that in that episode. I okay. can't remember what it's called. Anyway, they're going to some wedding. They're going to a wedding of the one lady, the uh, H- oh Henry Candy Bar uh, heiress, okay. is getting married in India, and she wants uh, Elaine to be the maid of honor. Anyway, this guy is in that episode. So sorry, that's that's a, random trivia. But okay. there you go. Uh, and his name, I'll go ahead and tell you his name since I've already sidetracked myself. Mike McShane. Yeah. There you go. Uh, he's not Ian McShane from Deadwood, but it's Mike McShane. No relation. Okay, so basically then uh, he goes, because Peter, tell me about what you've got going on. He goes, well. I love this line. I I, I wake up every day and I go to work. He's, and then every, every, says, every, every day is the worst day. Is the worst day of my life. <laughs> he's like, and well, then he, goes, he goes, well, how about today? It's. It's the worst day, and tomorrow <laughs> it will be worse than today. The therapist, then this is the best part of the therapist. He tells us, and the, ther- the therapist goes, "That's that's really messed up." <laughs> and Anne gives him this look, like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> the therapist is saying that's really messed up. He goes, "Is and Peter goes, and this is great, by the way, because I I've had times in my life when I, I have felt this way. We all have, dude. Where where you go, this idea, is there any way?" You could hypnotize me to think when I go to work <laughs> that I'm going fishing, and then I'll enjoy it because I think I've, I'm fishing. I've been fishing all day. Yeah. Well, Peter, that's not really what we do, but I think I can help you. This is the wish fulfillment part of this movie, and it's all throughout. Peter, I'm going to count down from 10, and when I get to one, you're going to be calm, and you're going to forget about your troubles, and everything's going to be fine. 10, getting very sleepy. Nine. Your eyes are getting heavy. Eight. You're getting very comfortable. Seven. You're getting very sleepy. Six. And at six, the doctor starts to grip his hand like something's up. <laughs> like it's not, he's going And his numb. face kind of twitches. <laughs> it's his Five. Left, his left side. And then he's got sweat going on. <laughs> sweat. Four. <laughs> he's like pulling, three, at, pulling at his shirt. <laughs> two. And then he falls off the chair into the floor. But Peter is under. Hypnosis. And he never wakes up. And this is how apparently how hypnosis works. The <laughs> the Dr. Swanson guy dies, but Peter has been basically hypnotized and stays in that mode. Yeah, he's he's Mr. Chill for the rest of the movie. Mr. Chill. You're right. That's a good analogy, actually. And he's and he basically at least for the majority of the movie. You, you needed this kind of change in the plot. I, I know we're not going to get like too um, crazy and serious on this movie because after all, this movie is really just silly. From It the is silly. And, but, and honestly, this movie, guys, is about this much of a quarter turn 
to being a horrible movie. Yeah. This could, there's a few things that could have happened in this well, movie where it could have been like a footnote in history of no one remembers. The, the plot is kind of stupid, but it doesn't need to be uh, substantial for for this movie to right. stand on its own two feet. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's success is not in the plot, but it's in the humor, like just the funny scenes and the things they say and the characters, the characters are ridiculous. But at this point, like you need something like this in the movie to happen because otherwise it's just going to be like, you know, really depressing doldrums the, the whole time. You need his character to do, to do this like flip. Super, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the flip. He, he is. Next thing you see is him in bed. It's Saturday morning. And his alarm goes off. Beep, 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 beep. He just hits. He just turns it off. Mm-hmm. The phone rings. He goes to message. Uh, Peter, what's going on? This is uh, Bill Lumberg here. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure you knew uh, there's a regular workday. Starts at nine. Just go ahead and come on in. Uh, it's you know it's Saturday, but just a regular workday. And then beep. Yeah, Peter Lumberg here. Beep. Uh, yep, Bill Lumberg here. Um, just wondering where you're at. And the phone rings. Beep. Uh, uh, Peter, where are you? Your work called me. Blah, 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 blah. And it's his girlfriend, Ann. Uh, beep. Uh, what, what's going on with you? You just, you, why did you act like that last night? Beep. And then it rings again. Peter wakes up. He picks it up and it's Ann. And she goes, what are you doing? You're, you're supposed to be at work today. And he was like, oh, I, I just didn't really feel like going. What? It, you have to go. Then you laid around in the floor whenever whenever Dr. Swanson died. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I didn't feel like going into work today. What? And then he just hangs up the phone on her. <laughs> she calls back and then she's like, we're through, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, and I cheated, and I've been cheating on you. <laughs> Which is a fulfillment of the uh, beginning of the movie when yeah. everyone was telling me she was cheating on <laughs> Anyway, so from that point on, he's just Mr. Chill. Yeah. He goes into work, right? And he they've been doing all these interviews. He skipped out on Saturday. He goes in on Monday for work. Yeah. But he rolls in in, like, jeans and, like, not a Hawaiian shirt, but, like, an unbuttoned shirt with a t-shirt underneath it and just walks in. He just doesn't care anymore. He doesn't care anymore. And he walks in and they're like... I, I think one of the one of the things that had to happen pretty quickly after this in the plot is that they, they had to do something to make his character not get fired. Because, like, uh, you know, in any other cir- circumstance, like... Bill Lombard would have called him in his office and he would have been fired. He, he just would have been on the chopping block. So, the one of the very first things when he comes into work is he has to, he's scheduled for that meeting. With and the so bobs. He, he goes right into the meeting with the bobs. Well, like, and, and so, there. yeah, uh, Michael Michael and Samir go, where were you at this weekend? You're supposed to work this weekend. Yeah. I just didn't feel like coming in. What? <laughs> How's that an option, you know? And he's like... You're almost. Why are you late today? You you've got a you're meeting with the Bobs today. He's like, what? That's today? Oh, okay. Well, and then he just like waltzes in there. Yeah. Okay. So let's he, do this. Yeah. So he goes in there, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, well, let's uh, let's uh, let's go in there. And so they're sitting in there, and they're like, well, the next guy before he gets in there, the next guy is uh, Peter. Uh, what's his last name? Gibbons. It's Peter Gibbons here. He's supposed to come in next. I don't know where he's at. So he comes in and he just walks right over to the water, pours himself a glass of water, and they're like, "Are you Peter Gibbons?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm Peter. I'm Peter Gibbons." And they're like, he answers, "I'm Bob Slidell, and I'm Bob uh, Porter." Bob, Bob. <laughs> uh, so he sits down, and they basically like, "So what do you say that you do here?" Well, I, 
I input code, um, and I just basically do that all day. Really? I, I do about 15 minutes of actual yeah, work. Yeah, I do about 15 minutes of actual Well, 15 minutes of actual work? Explain this. <laughs> well, I show up and about 9, and then I log into my computer. And then after about 15 minutes of sitting there, I just kind of zone out for another seven or eight hours. <laughs> we'll talk more about this when we come back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Here we go. Uh, we are talking Peter Gibbons. We're talking Office Space. We're talking with producer Phil about a great movie this week, Office Space. Uh, Peter Gibbons comes back in, has his meeting with the Bobs. Uh, they are looking to uh, slash jobs. He basic, They're basically like, well, Peter, tell us about your day. Well, I uh, come in and log into my computer, and then I just kind of stare at the screen for about 15 minutes. And then I really... After that, I zone out for a, the next five or so hours, uh, or thereabouts, you know, before lunch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, he's like, there's not really much incentive because I've got, you know, six bosses directly over me. <laughs> and and they're like, whoa, whoa six bosses? Eight. But yeah. Eight bosses, eight bosses. Eight bosses. Eight bosses. Yeah, Bob. Eight bosses. And, you know, if I sell some more, if I sell some product, it really doesn't matter because it's not like there's any... You know, bonus for me for selling. He basically say, says at one point he says, um, "My main incentive is just not to get fired," which basically means that your employees at this place are basically going to do as little as possible, just whatever is just a little bit above firing. And so they're like, "Man, this guy's got some chops. Like he's he's management material. He's got <laughs> it, he has upper management material written, written all, all over him." him. <laughs> uh, so they're having their quality control. My favorite of all the meetings with the Bobs is uh, with Tom. Who was worried about getting fired? Yeah, and Tom comes into this meeting. So good, and they're like, "So Tom, what? <laughs> Tom, tell us about yourself." Well, I uh, I take the orders from the customers, and then I give them to the programmers, uh, and then um, and then uh, you know I just I, I, I take the orders from the from the from the customers to the programmers. So you're they're the middleman. Well, no, I mean, I have customer service, so... So, so you physically take the, the, the forms yeah, from the... Y- yes. Well, well, well no, no, not, no, not, no, not exactly. <laughs> but, and they're like, so what would you say you actually do here, do here, Tom? <laughs> I, I told you what I do here. I work with the customers. The programmers are the customers. The programmers don't have people skills. I have people skills. Can't you see that? <laughs> Anyway, so you what know is he, wrong with you people? What's wrong with you people? You know he's gonna get fired. Um, <laughs> and then, then and then Milton like it's so. I, I, so they actually, I think they show a brief interview with Milton. His name is Dom, by the way. That's where my confusion is at. Okay, Dom Portwood is that guy's name. Okay, um, they basically find this like loophole where where Milton was fired like eight years ago oh, or something gosh. like that. Well, no, we came across <laughs> this uh, here is Milton Wadams. Shows here he didn't even work here at all. Well, let me let me because, let of, a, because of a glitch in a, at a accounts payable, he's been getting paid all this time, but he doesn't actually work here. So we fixed the glitch. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. You you fixed the glitch? Yeah, we just fixed it. So he won't be getting a check. This <laughs> It'll month. work itself out naturally. It'll work itself out naturally. We, we don't. We like to avoid confrontation yes. whenever possible. Gosh. So uh, basically, then uh, uh, Peter really impressed. Really impressed these guys. Uh, and they uh, basically, are, they think he should be upper management material. They call in uh, Bill Lumberg, and they're like, well, uh, Bill, let's talk about some of the uh, layoffs we've got so far. 
Uh, let's see, uh, Michael Adam or Michael Bolton. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Samir not gonna, not gonna, well, not gonna work, work here anymore. anymore. <laughs> uh, and then now I will say one bright spot was this Peter Gibbons. You want to say the line <laughs> from Lumberg? No, the two from the two Bobs. What um, did they say about him? Uh, upper management written oh, all over him. He's yeah. got okay. up, and the way they say it, <laughs> he's got upper management material written all over him. And Lumberg looks at him like, "Nah, I'm going to have to disagree with that." Uh, <laughs> he is a slacker, and he doesn't ever come in. He misses work on the weekends. And uh, well, now Michael, let, tell me about these, or uh, Bill, tell us about these TPS reports. How much time do you sp- spend <laughs> collecting these things? But they start grilling him. And they start grilling him. So at this point, basically, Lumberg um, kind of walks on eggshells around Peter, which is yeah. an awesome yes, transition. It worked out, yeah. Yeah. So he, um, so then basically. Um, <laughs> so he goes fishing, like Peter goes fishing for the day and like brings his fish in and like, like, like <laughs> guts the fish guts the on his own desk <laughs> uh, drills out the 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 wall one of the walls of his cubicle uh, and just pushes it over. it over now he's got a window yes you know? so you can see the window uh and then um lumberg comes to me and goes what are we doing here peter and he looks at the girl and he's like oh i just wanted to have this the window here i wanted to be able to see outside did you have a chance to look at your TPS reports there, uh, Peter? You know what? No. Actually, I'm late for a meeting. i got to meet with the Bobs. Well, I wasn't told about a meeting. Yeah. It's upper management stuff. They Nothing call, for you they to worry about. Yeah, they, they call me at home. No big deal. Um, so then basically later on, he finds out. That's when he goes in that meeting, and they start telling him about who they're going to lay off. They tell Peter that, too. And right, you're going to lay off to, uh, uh, Michael and Samir? Oh, yeah. They, there's You know, we're probably just going to downsize and outsource their uh outsource uh their program work to some people in india probably you know really save a lot of money this way and then uh man that's crazy so anyway basically then peter talks to michael bolton later and he goes remember that idea you had at this bar he's like he's like remember that idea you had about uh you know taking uh small increments of money from the company and they'd never know it that virus you could put on the on their software this it's really interesting history kind of i mean not that this is to be taken seriously but this movie came out before y2k and it, for people who w- didn't live back then like they may not understand what why this is such a big deal but like he explains the y2k thing to jennifer aniston's character at yes. one point yeah and uh, wh- why he has the job he does because he's rewriting code yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, because I mean, they basically shortened everything to just ninety nine instead of nineteen ninety nine, and so um, like he's trying to fix this this whole thing so that Y two K doesn't blow up, and that was like a real concern that people had in that day. Absolutely, like people so, were very worried about Y two K hitting, and then at midnight, everyone's computer just dies. Yeah, or, t- or turns back to. But this this movie kind of quickly descends into like a. Um, a heist kind of thing, but like behind the scenes, not yes. like in front in front of your face. Type of thing. Um, and again, computers back then, you know this, like we all didn't really get a lot of that code stuff at the time. In 1999, you may have understood it, but I didn't know any of it. I'd only had a computer for maybe four or five years at that point. No one could have really fact-checked some of the stuff they were doing on there. They're just like, oh, it's computers. Yeah. It's like how people are the doctors on, on movies. Yeah. Like your wife is a nurse. So if she watches a doc, something about doctors saying things on TV shows or movies, she's yeah. like, that's stupid, that's not real, and blah, so, blah, blah. So one of the famous uh, quotes from this movie is PC load letter, what the... Oh, from the that, printer? Does or, that mean? Yeah, from the fax um, and the printer. And uh, that, so w- what that means is um, it, it means load means that it's out of paper. 
letter is just eight and a half by 11. So basically it means the printer's out of paper, load, load some more letter <laughs> size paper. And he's like, what the crap does that mean? And then, <laughs> and then that leads to just an epic, uh, printer smashing with more like of that, that, uh, with the, <laughs> with the, uh, gangster rap stuff. So good. Um, so they, uh, he basically says, so Michael, tell me about your scheme, uh, and your virus you were going to put on the program. Oh, super simple. We'll just uh, put it on there. It'll reroute uh, the extra leftover change below a certain amount uh, into a bank account. And well, you know, we'll do it a couple million times, uh, or a few, uh, several million times, <laughs> and then you know, we'll have a lot of money, but no one will ever miss it. Well, and they, they don't he's think like, it's going to be a ton of money. It's just like, like enough to make them their lives a little yeah. bit better. Sounds sounds uh, super complicated. No, it's not very complicated. It's pretty easy. It's actually the it's actually the plot from Superman three. It's actually pretty ingenious. And Jennifer Anderson's like, so you're stealing from the gun. No, we're not stealing no. anything. It's fractions of a penny. Fractions, fractions. of a penny. <laughs> uh, you know, like, okay, you go to the you go to the gas station <laughs> and you know the, 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 the pennies in the in the in the tray. <laughs> the crippled children jar? No, no, no. The tray. The money's from the pennies from the tray. Take a penny and leave a penny. Yeah. Yeah. And you know it's, how we just, just take like it? It's just like that. Uh anyway, so he Michael Bolton tells him this idea, he goes, Well, why don't you do it? He's like, Well, I've got a pretty good job here. I, you know, I don't have to work very hard, blah, 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 blah. What if you didn't have a job here? And then he tells them. Yeah. And there are so many words in here, folks. Do you have to watch this movie? Because there is some, okay, you know how when some people cuss and it's very uh, hilarious how they cuss? Because mm-hmm. it's like they don't know how to really work a cuss word in. Yeah. You know? Um, S- Samir is the Samir king Samir is that. king of that. Michael Bolton does that a few times in it too, where it's like so out of character, and that's why the gangster rap stuff in this movie is so great. Because of oh it. yeah, um, what about uh, so they they then they meet up with Samir and they talk about this idea. They get the code written up, and before they're done with their work, the next day they go in and like you said, high style. They go in and they switch out these floppy disks. It's like a whole handoff situation. <laughs> Super cool. Super cool with this uh, music going and this perfect uh, rap music in the background. <laughs> And then they, um, and then they um, go to uh, they get it done, and they're like, "Is that it? That was it." <laughs> and so then they they party that night, and uh, you get to see uh, Samir really. He's a pretty good break dancer. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, and so uh, they party and do their thing and drink and yada yada yada. Jennifer Aniston comes over the next day. This is Jennifer, at, Jennifer Aniston comes over the next day. This is at, at the party where um, they're celebrating his car accident. No, no, this is the okay, individual, gotcha. the three of them just partying. Okay, that's right. Because we right. haven't got to the car accident. That's yet. right. I forgot about that. Um, so they go and they, um, God, they go to uh, they party. Jennifer Aniston, come, Anderson come, Aniston comes over the next day. He goes, uh, she goes. What were you guys partying about? Oh, we're just celebrating. You know. Well, what were you celebrating? You know, we're just. We're excited, you know. We're we're you know how women can really get to the bottom of something. They, they interrogate you like your wife interrogates you, girlfriend or whatever, and you can't lie to them for very long. So you you know. Anyway, he breaks down. So they're in the car next, and he's explaining this thing, and that's where the what? So like the the pennies from the jar for the crippled children? No, no, no. The, the no the tray, the tray at the gas station. Anyway, so then that they're on their way in the car. They're on their way to. Uh, Tom's or Dom. Is it Dom or Tom? I don't know. I get them mixed up. Uh, they're his party. His party. So, um, and he, he's having a party. And what you didn't know from before I skipped this part, Drew, who's the, I'm trying to think how to describe Drew, the blonde guy from the office. 
with the uh, I don't want to say the there's a letter there's a vowel and it's a circle uh, and he says something about that sort of a face <laughs> and he's talking about a lady and so it's awkward anyway that's pretty good I, I did a pretty good job of walking that's around that's pretty there. good okay uh, anyway so that's kind of his thing and uh, he's telling the story about Tom here yeah Tom so check it out so he got fired and then he went home and he was going to kill himself and so he locked himself in his garage and turned the car on well then his wife comes home and he looks at her and then he you know decides he wants to live but then guess what he backs out into the into the street and gets hit by a car and they showed it on the uh, <laughs> they showed him get hit on the uh, on on the uh, movie he's like well check it out so he got hit by a drunk driver though so he got a massive settlement like two million dollars what's so funny about him when he pulls up that he opens the door at his house. Remember this? Yes. Do you remember what he says? Uh, no. Peter, Samir, Michael, it's so good to see you. And then the next thing he's talking to him, he's like, guys, I never thought I could be so lucky. <laughs> I never thought. He's sitting in traction. He has the halo on with it drilled into his skull yeah. in a wheelchair. He's like, the doctor seems to think I'm going to get feeling back in my feet. I never thought I could be this lucky, <laughs> guys. If you try, guys, if you keep working hard, something good can happen for you too. <laughs> anyway, so then he then they're asking, they're worried about going to prison because uh, Peter has had the had been told what for basically by uh, Jennifer Aniston how this is wrong and you've got to you know admit or whatever. So uh, he then basically uh, they decide he decides he's going to take the fall for him. Say he did it. He writes a letter. And slides it under Lumberg's door, right? And uh, he—I always thought it was really funny when he reneges on it a little bit because he's like, eh, eh, like he's reach under the door and he can't open it up. But then you find out the next day that door was open. Yeah, because Milton shows up the next day. He's like, "I did not receive my paycheck from the uh, this week. I I uh, looking for my paycheck. I'm looking for Mr. Lumberg. Uh, Milton, go down to your office. Go down to your desk. Mr. Lumberg is not in today." Anyways, like okay, and he walks around her, goes in the door, and then apparently steals a stapler. Actually, no, the staplers are when it gets fired because he doesn't take it. Anyway, he lights the. Uh, he claimed it throughout the movie. By the way, I'll burn this place yes, to the ground. He called it every second. It's so funny. <laughs> you couldn't understand because he mumbled. He had been moved. Milton had been moved from the main floor to a tighter cubicle with a bunch of storage in it into the basement. He goes, "I killed a cockroach. <laughs> it was a huge cockroach." But I killed it with my shoe. <laughs> anyway. This so, character is so good. There you go. So he burns in a tech to the ground. It burns the so, letter. And it burns all those computers, too. And this is a time before internet would have linked all these all these things together. So did it essentially burn? This is the problem. Is that those computers, if it was dealing with money, would have been connected to a bank somewhere, and there would still be bank code, right? Yeah, they were definitely running a network, or else they wouldn't have been able to shave off fractions of a penny. But anyway. So do you think... So You can't, you can't think too hard about this movie. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but I mean, we kind of glossed over like the big scandal in the in the whole heist was they were like, oh yeah, we'll get like $30,000, $40,000, or whatever the number is. And it, and then they, they checked the, the, ATM. the ATM, and they're like, oh, it's... 300000 or whatever it was. Oh, the first day, right? Yeah, on, the, on one day, they, they made $300,000. So like, uh-oh. And so there, there was some notice of of uh, one of the, not one of the Bobs, but one like the other guy, the Tom guy and Lumberg were talking about there had been some money missing. 
at one point, right? Didn't they make reference to that? Okay. And that's what got him worried about it, that they were going <laughs> to get caught. And because they, like, and like we, like I said, we glossed over, but or like you said, we glossed over. Anyway, so check that out. Does he end up with Anderson at the end? I can't remember. Do they, does um, she ever come back in? She ends up coming back in, I think, at the, yes. He says it at the end, because he he shows up to basically face the music that morning, because yeah. he put that thing under the desk. I'm going to turn myself in, and blah, 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 blah. He shows up, um, and he uh, rolls up, and the whole place is on fire. Oh, and he yeah. has a big smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. Then you segue, after the fire, him working at a construction site with uh, Dietrich Bader's character, Lawrence. Uh-huh. And he's uh, happy. And uh, Michael Bolton and Samir are working, are working in another tech company. And he's like, well, hey, you want to party tonight? No, can't. And, uh, not Anne. What's her name? What's Aunt Jennifer Aniston's character's name? I keep calling her Aniston. Joanna. Yeah. Uh, Joanna's going to come over tonight. So I, I think it ended up working out pretty well. Uh, the ending, post-credit, you want to talk about that? Or during the credits? I don't remember. Uh, Milton Adams ends up on the beach. At a resort, because I said no salt on the on this margarita, and there's huge, huge salt all around the rim. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the manager. I want to talk to the man. You know, he said it so quietly that you can't even. Him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. The, this movie is just a great example of um, how like a plot would never come together had it not been for all these little coincidences, yes. and like you know the fact that he had hypnotherapy and then had like a great interview with the Bobs and then you know had this harebrained scheme that was going to blow up, but then the whole, whole place burned to the ground. It's like it all worked out perfectly for these yes. guys, but would never work for anyone else. What a great movie! So, uh, so good. Office Space. Happy twentieth anniversary. Speaking of uh, celebrations, I want to wish a happy birthday to my wife. And we're going to sing Happy Birthday, but here's how we're going to sing it. We're going to sing it like they sing Happy Birthday to Lumberg on The Office. Do you okay. remember this? Do you no. remember how it was done? No. Literally, everyone hates Lumberg, and they're passing cake around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Milton, just pass the cake. I oh, did not get a piece of cake, blah, 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 blah. Right for this. Here's how the Happy Birthday goes. Happy Birthday oh, yeah. to you. And everybody's just like, Happy Birthday to you. Happy birthday, Bill Lombard. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. They all hate this guy. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Today it was the fun and awesome movie podcast with one of my favorites, Office Space, one of Phil's favorites, Office Space, and uh, quite a movie sign-up. We're going to do a drawing. I need to draw for August. Holy crap. <laughs> We'll draw for August. Soon enough. See you soon. Bye-bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horrible Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorriblemoviepodcast.com.